Blog Talk Radio. Does your boy have problems? Yeah, but I live as if I'm not aware. Head high, see me walking around without a care. I am not a fear, even when it is a lot to bear. Cause I'm not alone, see the spirit of my father's here. Keep a bitch, break those burdens, I can't live. Keep a health addictions, I can't kick. Keep a bitch, brokenness that I can't fix. When I fall, he should get up, you can't quit. Feel the tears in my mind turning, cause it's hard to describe. A try wording out the low provides for me. He's on his job like it's 9 to 5 30. I know I'm serving a loving father. So why should I worry? He wipes away every tear when I'm hurting. Spitting dirt and he wiped away my blind fury. I was his enemy, but now I know that I'm surely forgiven. His blood washes over me when I'm dirty. I ain't worried. Nah, nah. What I look like trying to trust out. I ain't worried. Nah, nah. I trust in the Lord and we looking out. Keep my mind stayed on Jesus. I ain't got no worries. No, no. Met you. 
And that is so true. Thank you, Clarence. Thank you. You know, because when I first met you, I didn't know what to expect at the event that I was at, man. But uh, I saw the the passion that I was surrounded by men of like minded that was reaching out to help our young men at risk. So tell me, how did you come uh, to be uh, to be to an event like that? Uh, Sir, I I tell you, that was a journey uh, that brought me from uh, Houston to Dallas, and that journey. Uh, brought me to eventually to uh, Concord Church, and they have a great ministry uh, in the community uh, to help and raise uh, young people. And specifically that day on MLK Day was an event uh, to to raise consciousness and bring about uh, young men to understand uh, the mentoring process that they are people. Uh, not just uh, men, but people that really care about them. And specifically that day, I saw so many men in the community, you know, helping uh, to raise the consciousness in each and every young man that was there. So it was a blessing. Uh, and, it, and it made me realize how if I had not uh, been blessed and in that same circle of of young men, and, and those young men came in the nature of uh, the five brothers of my mom, and she was a single woman that helped raise and, and nurture to me as a young man. And I, I couldn't help, but uh, as I brought a tithe, those ties brought a consciousness to help me remember an event, and I had just lost my uncle, who was the youngest of all my mother's brothers, uh, uh, who helped tie my tie for me. And he, I lost him last year. And that brought me to understand the tying of a tie in which you show a young, young man uh, brings about a talk, a talk between a, a father and a son. And I needed that talk. And that talk helped me realize more than ever that someone loved me and helped me and brought me to understand that you can be anything you want to be and brought me to a place called eventually West Point. And uh, that is a place, if you uh, have followed history, that has existed to, uh, to defend this nation. And also I want to bring about social change uh, to go to law school, and I can't think of a better place that foundation of duty on a country brought me. In all my many travels, I've always tried to pass to uh, to young people to help them understand that you can be anything you want to be as long as you have that faith, as long as you have that compassion, and you, as long as you believe in yourself. And for me, sir, if I found so compassionate about that, it is still with me, even it will never die. That dream within me, knowing that when one day that someone said to me, a school counselor told me I would be nothing, my mother, bless her soul, could not walk uh, uh, effectively, and she had to take a taxi to a school to explain to my high school counselor that my son can be anything he wants to be. And from that drive, I understood that you can be anything through crying, through tears. I'm an Army Ranger, sir, uh, and I will tell you, Army Rangers cry. And <laughs> the many places and that I've been uh, to help and defend this nation, uh, I brought that compassion to Concord Church. And uh, I found that there are a lot of young people that are in need of help. And I went back to teaching, you know, here in Dallas. And uh, I had uh, I have an opportunity to teach African American and Latino history. I'm both African American and Latino. And I will tell you, the character of a man is what I stand upon through faith. And that faith has been hammered, you know, like a well 
when you when you, when you hit a nail, you mold that nail. And that, through many uh, experiences I've had, that's what's caused me to to keep that dream alive and pass that on. Too much has been given, much is owed. And every day of my life, every second, every minute, I make that make that journey and adventure true. And I'll tell you, I've had a lot of lot of fortunate and blessed opportunities by people that cared about me. And, and uh, uh, one of those is being on the U.S. Uh, Congressional Board for Congressman Bernice Johnson. And we are on the Academy Board to pass on scholarships to young people. I really hope that many young people are listening today. That is a hidden, that is a hidden uh, opportunity. It's a scholarship that gives you an, uh, a door to your future and career. You can do anything you want, and uh, given the, uh, the discipline that you can bring. And I will tell you, all you got to do is, is, is study. All you got to do is want it. All you got to do is work hard. You, you, you can never... You can never fail short. Yeah, I've. Uh, you asked me how many times uh, have I failed? Yes, I've failed uh, sometimes in both my grades, in both my uh, the things that I do. I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect man. I wasn't a perfect child, but I listened to people. I understood and 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 kept that faith. And I wanted to be everything that I could be because I. Wanted to be a better father. Those are the foundations in which a man builds character. Character, character is taught and learned and understood. And 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 that is the true nature of a man. I hope and pray that I, if my life stands for anything, is to pass on those skills and that experience. I don't, it's not about money. It's not about, about how much you get, how many friends you have, because sometimes you can stand alone. Many times I've stood alone. But as I, as I pass under Minister Lewis, I'm still standing. I, I don't know how quite that journey brought me to Dallas, but I'm here. It's got to be, it's a reason why I'm here. But I see so many young people that are lost, and we've got to bring our young men back to firm foundation of understanding and love to build families. God knows that each of us has a task. That is my task. That is my love, and that is my compassion to help all young men because Without young men, you cannot build family. And truly, truly, I hope every man is listening with every fiber in faith. Please pass this gift on. You 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 know uh, 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 you know, Mr. Mitchell, you said some things that are really kind of. Uh, ring, uh, uh, you know, brought to my remembrance of how important it is to have someone in their life, that some young man. I do mentoring, and I mentor young and old, and I know that the older adults they still wrestling with the things that they didn't, uh, they didn't learn in they, when they were young. Those foundations, and you were saying how someone uh, showed you how to tie a tie. You know, me and you were sitting in on on that event there. We was helping these young men, and we was talking to them like you said. That's a gateway of talking to them and, and developing social skills. Now you have been to the military. You went to one of the greatest military academies that this country had to offer, saying West Point. And I encourage our young men, if you don't want to go to college or trade school to join the service, that's your way out. That's where you can get to see the world and also come back. You can always come back to Dallas, but who knows? Maybe you'll find somewhere that you don't, that you would like to live and, 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 uh, and, you know, and start a business there. Tell me about the uh, the places that you have had opportunity to go if you was in the service. So our young men know that it's, it's Dallas is not not the only place in the world to exist and to live and to be successful. I tell you, I would never have uh, 
been able to to visit. I, I never got on a plane. <laughs> I never had been on a plane before I went into the service. And I will tell you, that journey to the service brought me to the East Coast. I read books about uh, traveling, uh, uh, opening doors and seeing things like, you know, the Empire State Building, the World Trade Center at that time, and uh, and, and actually sitting in the in uh, what a house of a of a uh, uh, law is, is is adjudicated the Supreme Court, and I will tell you uh, after seeing those things and uh, and just visiting the different countries, you know in you know Europe, or Asia, uh, the Middle East, uh, you know South America, you know those uh, they open doors to me, you know the things that I. Uh, saw as a boy uh, in red, I actually got to to, to witness those, and, and 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 not just be on the sidelines of history. Someone said to us, uh, you know, when I was at the academy, you cannot sit on the sidelines of history and and hope to make change. You have to be <laughs> a part. Of I like that. You know, you, you know the talking talk is cheap. And, you know, I saw something uh, just recently this week. I would tell you, uh, uh, these kids, you know, some of the kids just flash that money. But you know what? You're, you have to decide what is right and what is wrong. And, and, and you know, as, a, as older men, we have got to tell young men, you know, what is right and what is wrong, you know. And, and, yes, you know, sometimes you might not want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. My uncle took me into the garage, and I'm going to tell you something that I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you. But uh, he said, oh, you want to be a man? I uh, Yeah, I want to be a man. Well, go ahead, man. Go to the garage. My uncle, my uncle Charlie brought me to that garage, and in the deadness of you know, the darkness, I had to punch my way out. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, those punch and shaped me and molded me <laughs> to not only understand that he loved me, you know, that event brought about my love. You know, I had a busted lip, but that busted lip I still feel today. <laughs> you, that you know. <laughs> you know, you were saying that uh, because that's that tough love that, that was shown many, many years ago in our life. And today, we don't want to hurt little Johnny. We don't want to disappoint little Mary. But we need to do those things because life is full of disappointments. You know, you want your child to live a, a stress-free life, which is impossible because things are going to come and go. You need to. T- we need to teach our young men and older men and women what it's like to fail on some things. Don't nobody wants to fail. Don't nobody like being uh, being a failure. But that failure can bring you. about some good and some glory and some understanding. Hey, maybe I need to do this thing different. <laughs> that failure caused me you know, to continue uh, harder or maybe on a different path, maybe just being That's more right. committed. That's a lesson in failure. Uh, Minister Lewis, let me tell you, failure, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if I told you that story when we had a chance to talk, but uh, I didn't know what failure was about. And I would tell you, my first year at the academy, my mother got sick. And I tried and I tried to keep up with my academics, and I needed help. Well, you know, uh, you know, all is not good, you know. Uh, sometimes you have teachers and instructors that really care about you, and sometimes you don't. Yes. That one person, that one person, I met uh, bigotry uh, that he wouldn't, and I, and I know I passed my test, but he said, no, Mr. Mitchell, at the end of the year, you know what, you had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. I said I was caring for a parent and going back and forth to the academy. Well, that one incident, he said, you know, he said, I'm going to I'm gonna flunk you. I'd never faced failure to that degree. Yes. Well, he taught me a lesson. I had to repeat. If I wanted to go back to the academy, I had to repeat a whole year. 
And you know that was brought to me shame. But understanding my mother and my family helped me to understand that failure is success in reverse. And no matter how many times you fail, you can get up. And if you don't get up, you just just rot. I didn't want to rot. So I rised up and I stood on my feet and I made it through that year. And I and I passed. And I will tell you, that is a lesson which I am very proud of. Because had I not walked, had I not stood on my feet, I wouldn't be the person who I am now. That's why I can say, yes, failure can happen and has happened. But you can't stand in your, in your wake in a wake and say, hey, look, I'm not going to get up again. Just because somebody tell you that you're not good enough, just because you think that your pride is hurt, better get on your feet and stand. If you don't oh, stand, that is so true. That is so true. And Mr. Mitchell, we're going to break here for a minute here, give a, a station check, and, and we'll bring you right back. And we'll listen to Mr. Okay. Clarence Mitchell here. He's telling us about the – uh, the joy and the uh, and the disappointments of failures. He's sharing his life experience to encourage our young men and young women to be strong in the Lord. Here, you'll listen to uh, three on the inside of the internet program to encourage you and challenge you to be all you can be. That calling number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Rhyming and singing songs, grab the llama before I give him the honor to see a song. I ain't deceived by the lie, they fed all the public, exposing devil's hands. We cutting heads off a puppet. Yes, we living in the police state, but we see it, that's why we the ones the police hate. See me through the night, panting with the lantern. You know, as our young men are uh, challenging with the side, with things of the day here, we want to be very mindful that, that God is still in charge. We're going to bring Mr. Mitchell back on the line here, and we're going to come. We're gonna come finish this here great conversation. We encourage you to be involved in the life of a young man. Mr. Mitchell. Yes, sir. Man, you know what? You gave us some good information, and, and you really encouraged me because I do juvenile ministry, and I was sharing with our young men about having a mentor in their life. And uh, and, I, and one young man, he took it to heart, and I became his mentor, and, and he wanted to go to the service. And he said, well, I don't know if I could go. And we, I took him down to the recruiter, and the recruiter said, well, because you have some criminal background, some criminal activity, uh, we don't accept those type of people. But if you have several people that can, uh, you know, vows for you that give a letter of recommendation, and we'll consider letting you join the service. Myself, his, uh, uh, his pastor, and his probation officer and a good friend wrote a letter. And based on the, on those letters, that young man would accept it into the service. And and he was scared, Mr. Mitchell. He was scared. He said, man, I don't know if I could, if I could be safe there. I don't know if, I, if something may happen to me. And I said, man, you were a part of a gang, right? He said, yeah. I said, how many people that you know that was in that gang that's no longer here today? He started counting. On, on one hand, and he feel like one hand, and he would go into another. I said, wait a minute. Now, you see, if something could happen to you right here, something could happen to you overseas, too. But if God watched over you here in the midst of all that gang activity, surely he'll watch over you in another city and another state and another part of the country. And the young man took that to heart. He went to the service. He was stationed in the Georgia he called me up and texted me and said, look at the weather, look at the scenery. Then he went to California for his basic training and, and a job assignment. Then they shipped him overseas. Uh, after he said where he wanted to go, he went to Hawaii. He went to Germany. And he used to call me and text me and say, Mr. Lewis, I never experienced anything like this. I thought... Uh, I thought I could only live and die in Dallas, and I, here I am on the other side of the world. I'm eating food. I'm seeing things. I'm learning new culture. I thank God for people like you that encourage me. And he ended up going to uh, Alaska. This is a funny story. He was in Alaska. You know, Alaska gets cold. And he, he said, it's, a little, it's 30 degrees below zero, and we out here flying Frisbee. We out here doing volleyball out there in the cold. Now, they could have been inside in the bunk, though, but they said they were outside. He said, man, I'm having so much fun. I never thought life would be like this. I never thought my life would ever amount to anything. I got to see places and do things that I would never do, Mr. Mitchell. 
because of the time and and the, and the things that I'm, I'm I'm doing now. But I could live that adventure through the life of a young person, through someone else. You know, that's why we take it seriously. Help change a life. Help change your life. Yes, sir. Because I will tell you, uh, without you know, without change, uh, how do we grow? Without opening that door and 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 pushing that pushing through that door, that opens a whole uh, life of opportunity. This is uh, that the the military for me opened a door for me to go to law school, opened a door for me to raise a family. You know, it uh, it, it it brought about change, and you got to be realizing that hey. If that's a gateway for me to to use and to be a better person, you know I've got to take it. You, you know you get that opportunity and 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 you gotta you got to take the opportunities that are given because if you don't, you don't want to look back. <laughs> you got to look forward. And you know what? In saying that, my life forward brought me to Dallas, and I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Mr. Mitchell, I'll tell me something. Now, now, now how important it is to have a mentor in your life. You know, you said that some people that taught you some life skills, and you have been around long enough to know that you didn't learn a lot of this stuff on your own. How important it is to have a mentor in your life that help that would help you navigate through life and kind of keep you on that on the straight and narrow path. Because some people say, "I'm my own man. I can do this myself. I don't need nobody." That's and they say that um, in the arrow. But tell me, how important it is. You have some uh, that's, wisdom. That, that, that's not true because you got some people that will be in your ear. They'll tell you what they want to tell you so they can use you. But, you know, you got some, you know, some people, uh, good people that, hey, when you have uh, 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 people that you, you know, you know, you got in your heart, you know, and you got that, when that feeling and that by faith. You lead by faith. Yes. But you know what's wrong. And you know. Yeah, you know. You I know. Take, and that I'm comes with a trial and error. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, everybody is not, you know, I like to say it, a lot of people have good intentions, but their intentions are not good for you. And you have to realize that. Yes, we all got good intentions, but maybe what you got ain't good for me. I got to realize that. I got to be able to balance right. that and reason that out. That's right. That's right. That's so important because. The, the the reasoning that you develop in in in, in observe, observing people is very crucial, and that's one thing that I had to learn how to develop. I had to learn, you know, when I lost my mom, I, uh, I kind of it took a part of me. You got you know, but through mentoring, and you know, and I'm still mentoring and still being mentored. I will tell you. It wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, say that again now. I think somebody may have missed that now. Wait a minute, you, you grown, you, you, you old enough to do things on your own, but you said you're doing what and you got what going on now? I'm mentoring and still being mentored. Oh, man, that is, you know what, that's a release right there. You know what, that's a release. That's why I show called Free on the Inside. Realize that I ain't got to take this journey of life by myself. That I can rely on someone else that I know that God has put them in my life because I know God and I know God have good things in store for me. You know that's a release because I don't have to worry about this of being you know struggling in, in, by myself. Because the word said, "With two or more gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst." So Mr. thank you Mr. for sharing Lord, that. There's no way, no how that I could live without God's grace. That's awesome. That has, and that is so true. And you know what? You said something, too, because I share with our young and old men, because I do mentoring down at Dallas Life, and I have like eight guys that I'm mentoring, and each one of them got their own different uh, struggle in life. So I have to kind of like be able to say, okay, now this is where you're at here, and we do a, a, a 
Bible study, but it's not Bible study per se. It's kind of life reflection. What do the Bible say versus what I'm going through in life here? I'm seeking money. I'm needing a relationship. What do the Word of God say? I'm going to reflect on the Word of God and see what God has to say, how he can, you know, interject some some peace and calmness in my life here. And as I was doing ministry, I see our young men, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. They're struggling with self-worth. They're struggling with uh, with being uh, successful, they struggling with relationship. They struggling over things they have no business of struggle over. They struggling over things that they should have uh, resolved as a child. Yes, as a child. Yes. As a young, but even our young man, seventeen years old, they still dealing with with father issues. You, you, you are you older. When I was seventeen, eighteen, I'm thinking about getting married. I'm thinking about moving out the house. They still mad at dad didn't show up on on his fifth birthday, and so now they mad at their other dad. <laughs> and so they just don't like men because, you know, they feel like they've been disappointed. And they have to let, yes, these things happen, but so what? God is greater. God is greater. You said you said more than enough, God is greater. You know, uh, Minister Lewis, I'm going to share another thing with you and, I, and share with a lot of young men. When I lost my mom, I, I couldn't understand that. And I didn't, my father, I pushed my father away. And I, and I, uh, I didn't know that, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep that love. I, ain't no, no man, young man is an island. Yes. And, 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 uh, woo! I, uh, I came to Dallas, and that is a mission for me, and across this nation, to 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 be involved in social justice, because we gotta bring our young men and women back to a life of Christ. That is so and true. I, that. I <laughs> Go ahead. You know. Uh, you know, as we admit, you was down there at Concord on that Martin Luther King Day. I think we were honoring him by a day of service. It was some things that our yes, young men was like in that, in that type of environment. It was some things that they were yearning for. You know, they was liking and they were yearning for. They did one deal that really broke my heart. When the officers came up and the law enforcement uh a representative came up and the lawyers came up, our young men did not want to seem to pay attention to that. Some of and it broke my heart because these things are well, these are some things that they need to know for this day and time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, you know, you know man, uh, you were trying to get their I, attention, I, say, man, y'all don't pay attention, y'all don't pay attention, but they seem to have been strayed away from that. No, they, you know that's uh, that's uh, they've been been told that hey, uh, I don't need to learn to listen, you know, and you gotta learn. Sometimes you just gotta. You got to sit up and and, and open your ears. You got to open your ears. Because if you can't open your ears, they'll remain closed. And you know what? Uh, 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 I I looked at deficit uh, learning. You know, I I didn't know what that meant until yesterday in class that, you know, deficit thinking is what we've been told that we are going to be, you know, we. That's impossible. We can't learn. But guess what? Yeah. That's that's not true. It's not deficit learning. You gotta it's about faith. You gotta keep your hope alive. And and I tell you, you gotta you gotta believe. You gotta understand and listen. Learn to listen. Cause that listening can save your life. It saved my hey, hey. And you know, as, as you were saying that, I was thinking about it. You know, uh, I, I learned some time ago through another mentor that I have. I have mentors also, and he was telling me that life principle that you got to have a thick skin but a soft heart. That means that you got to be able to stand the arrows and the naysayers and all those negative things that come at your life, but yet you still got to have a heart of compassion and a heart of being successful. And hard of being yep. committed because the world wants to steal that from you. You know, the scripture said that the yep. Satan asked permission to sell Peter like wheat. And I was telling our young man and old that Satan don't want everything. He wants to steal our joy, our peace, our sanity, and our freedom, and our family. And it all just happened all of a sudden. 
You don't just wake up one day and all this stuff is gone. You know, you don't just wake up and end up being homeless. You don't just wake up and be addicted to drugs. You don't just wake up and be divorced. Those things are gradual. Yes, it's going to happen, but it's a gradual. Neglect, not paying attention to your uh, social environment, those things are gradual. A, a separation, as you saying, like of, you know, deficit. Those things bring about yeah. a lot of heartaches. And so I, I like the way you put that. You know, and, and guess, uh, guess who was, guess who uh, brought that about? You know, uh, you know, surely uh, 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 as a young man, I, I and as I got older, you know, I, I looked at different writings and and great, great, you know, poets, and one of those was, guess what, Tupac. <laughs> and, uh, that's a, that's a message in the music. My class, and I was relaying that to the young people, and uh, I don't think I, I think they finally got it because I broke it down <laughs> just like that. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because then I do juvenile ministry. Uh, occasionally they let us play some music in there, and I and I let the young men play the music they want to listen to. I say, hey, no profanity or stuff, and they start playing. I want to see what they listen to, and then we talk about uh-huh. that. I said, now, what do you think about that? Do you think that happened in real life? You know, you got a mother, you got a sister. How would you act if someone insulted your sister and said something to her like that, or even your girl? You know, because you need to have them thinking about those social, uh, those social settings that they're in. So I'm glad that you brought That's that right. up. You can make those are conversation yeah. topics. Those those something to make people say, That's "Wow," right. you know. That's right, and and, and uh, I think once some some people are afraid of the truth. And, and, you know, not enough of us are involved, and we need no. to get involved. Yeah, let's we talk about that. We need to get involved. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that because me and you would have said it over at Concord Church, and as the people was coming in, it was a lot of single parents bringing their kids in. It was a lot of men that were volunteers, and some men brought their sons in, but it was a lot of single parents that brought their sons in, and it broke yeah. my heart. Because I grew up as a single parent, but we had people that they kind of helped us. You know, they 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 weren't were well educated based on world standard. They knew how to do stuff. I learned how to work on cars. <laughs> I knew how to uh, conduct myself in a uh, social environment, things of that nature. But our young men, they liking these skills. And one deal that they did to me and you was a part of, where they were teaching the young man how to change a flat on a tie, or, or how to maintain a, a automobile. Now, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, uh, those are all different points of what a man is supposed to learn how to do so he can talk and pass that on to, guess what, his son. His yeah. son, a daughter. You know, actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, my wife used to, she showed me how to change the time. <laughs> And you know, women you know, need to know how that too. Cause I, I taught my daughter yeah. how to change, how to check the all and stuff. Cause they need to learn those social skills, also those things to help them. Cause they may be in a place where they ain't got a man to do that, or they may go to a mechanic and he tell them one thing, and they say, "Oh yeah, wait a minute now, hey, this battery terminal loose." He said, "Yo, you need a new battery." He said, "Wait a minute, that terminal loose. Won't you just tie that up and let me come back later if I really need a battery?" So, Mr. Lewis, yeah, so. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I've learned. Uh, I've learned to live, and uh, I didn't know that I would find that, and I'm still on that journey. I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of write, uh, writing to do and chronicle of my life to pass on. I am not finished. Amen. I am not finished. And, and, you know, and I'm glad you said that because we want to realize that there's still a lot more for our uh, people that are up in age. Me and you, we're up in age now. Consider some other people that we talk to and let them know that, hey, we still have a lot to give. And we want our young people to respect the ones that went before them. You know, and Martin Luther King, you know, the past of Martin Luther King been many, many years ago, and there was a lot of social injustice going on back then, and it's no different than it is today. You look around and you see that it's a different type of social injustice. It's an economic, 
It's a, uh, you know, an injustice. Those things are still active today. And so we need to be mindful of those things. And our young men and our young women, it's an area now uh, at the point of life, they can, uh, they can correct these injustices. The dream still, you know what, uh, I, I, re, I renew myself, uh, you know, when I went just past uh, about maybe four months ago to Atlanta. And, you know, I hadn't been, I had actually never seen that uh, that tomb. And I just remember that that, that dream still lives. Yes, and, uh And there's a flame on the uh, hill in the D.C. that I think about all the really, you know, I mean, those were not perfect men, like uh, uh, President Kennedy, and that, but that flame, that flame, that flame is still lit within me, both from Dr. King and uh, President Kennedy and his brother, Robert. The, the dream still lives. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And that's what my show was last week, and we're, we're going to continue that for the next uh, four weeks. This is Black uh, History Month coming up here in February. We want to target our men and so women much. that went before yeah, us. And also for you, you're the start off, you're the kickoff of our black history because you have went through the fire and you have proven yourself. A young man that went to West Point, that says a lot there. A young man that, that lived a life that, they, that you saw the struggle of your parents and your brothers and sisters, but yet you were successful. And not only just you not only do you succeed success in your own mind, but you also want to give back to someone else. That's powerful there. That's why I say help change your life. Cause what you did, without you even knowing that you helped change someone's life. That young man, you was helped tie this tie. He going to remember that till the day he died. That young man that you told to sit down and shut up, they going to remember that till the day they die. They may not ever see you again, but they going to know someone cared enough about them to tell them with love, hey, brother, you need to listen. You need to pay attention. Put that phone down. You know, we were busy that day, but yet we was affected. Oh, yeah. Life. We was affected life. We may not ever notice it. But then one day some young man going to stand up in the center that we are and say, I thank God for someone telling me to be quiet and to pay attention. I don't know who that man is, but he got me where I am today. And we could just have a a, 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 a a calm in our spirit and knowing that we did the best that we could. Because someone did it to us. I didn't get here overnight. Somebody told me no. I wasn't going to be successful, but I probably to prove them wrong. Someone told me that I would never get out of school. I'd be dead before a certain age. But I said, no, nah, if God be for me, who could be against me? And I had other men to say, no, nah, this ain't right. You, you are going to be successful. We have to speak success in the life of our young people. Well, they they got yes, a challenge ahead of them. They got everything that the world uh, uh, that the world have to offer them. I'm saying because they get on the internet, they can do they can go places that we can't even imagine. They can just type something in the browser and then shoot them off there, whether it's good or bad. They can uh, doors that open up to them. They get cars. When I was younger, when only people that had Cadillac was was my uh, uncles and and. Paul, Paul and, and people that had been successful, that had retired from their job and had took care of their family, then they went and bought them a Cadillac. They drove old beat-up car until they until they got the house in order. Now you catch kids, 18 years old, got a Cadillac. <laughs> you're at the top of yeah. the food chain already. What, you know, you're not going to appreciate life because you got it too early. You didn't work for it. That's right. That's right. I understand. I didn't have a car until I was like... <laughs> Twenty something years old. Yeah, and I was still was still going to West Point after I left West Point, you know, and uh, and he, uh, even prior to me going to law school. So I will tell you, uh, you can be anything that you want to be if you believe and have the faith and walk. Uh, Walk that walk. Uh, Mr. Mitchell, I want to I want to thank you for being a guest on the show. You know, I talked to you earlier. And I said we're gonna be here a few minutes, but the conversation was so powerful and so enriching and so rewarding that we could just go on and on. You know, I, as I met you the first time I met you, I was so back. You know, it was woven together. You came over, you said, "Would you assist me, brother?" And I said, "Yeah." You know, that was God. God had put me and you in that environment. We had talked prior to us getting together with those young men, and then you know, and, and so. 
God had connected us, and you had that passion, you had that desire to say, yes, I could go home and just relax. I'm already teaching. I don't need to mess with no kid. I don't need to mess with nobody, those social events and things. But yet you still want to be involved and active in the life of God's people. Now, before I let you go, you made mention of scholarships that's been offered. How do people go about getting that and what is some and give us some contact information. Is that uh so someone well, is listening they Yeah, go if ahead. You're, uh, interested, uh, this is a, a an elite school, uh, a great education, uh you know, all the service academies. You can uh apply through your congressman, uh or your senator or you know, the vice president or the president. And I will tell you, uh, it, uh, I would start with uh, on the U.S. Con- congressional level, and you have some. Uh, you can apply to any U.S. congressman. Uh, specifically, in my in, in the, the district that I live is U.S. Congresswoman uh, Bernice uh, Johnson. And I okay. will tell you, uh, I just but there are other congressmen that you can apply to, and uh, and I will tell you. It's uh you can apply on uh, over the internet. Call your congressperson. Get involved in the community, and and uh, keep your grades up. Uh, prepare yourself. ACT, uh, SAT. You need any help? Uh, no problem. Just you know you can reach me through you know uh, you know contact you know U.S. congressperson. Uh, believe me, that is help. So uh. I, I'm, I'm not afraid to help. Uh, uh, give a uh, lend a hand out, but don't let these federal scholarships work in excess to pretty much almost uh, three hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, uh, for the whole career, don't let those walk and and we not take advantage of of, of the opportunities present themselves. Uh, I, I I just can't believe that if you if you're interested. This is an opportunity for you to not only defend your country, but do something so unique that others <laughs> that others could never dream of. Yes. Never the dream, you know. And as I said, Dr. King said, uh, you know, we have many roads to travel, and uh, and don't be afraid. You know, fear is fear. Guess what? We have done nothing to achieve, for achievement unless we rise up and stand on our feet and do the, uh, the work that's necessary. So that's what I encourage you to do. Oh, I'm that is so still, well, God bless you. We know. I want to thank you once again for being my guest here. You know, I'm going to talk to you again offline. Here we come. I would like for us to get okay. together at those type of events we were at last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and also any future events that's coming up. Here we You definitely have a passion for our young men, and occasionally they allow me to bring some uh, guests over at the. Uh, I do youth village over on JJ Lemon, so they allow me to bring guests. And I would like okay. you to come over if time permitted, and just an hour setting, and just to talk to them about life. And just let them no know problem. that you know that's great things and great opportunity and that they help people they care for. They see me and then I said, wait a minute, I brought somebody else over to care for you too. You know, you know that's a whole host of people. No problem. So we will, just let you know. All right. Well, great. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And, uh, and looking forward to uh, speaking with you again. Remember now, we're always here on Saturday morning from eight to nine. We have great uh, guests, great topics, and then we also have a hard for God's people. And so we're looking forward to you being a guest again and following up. But I'm going to talk to you in person because I definitely want to uh, be on the missionary field with you once again. I appreciate it. Well, God bless you. Keep, Have a great day in the Lord. Uh, what a great what Thank a great you. conversation that we had there with Mr. Clarence uh, Mitchell. Uh, amen. He held on for quite a while. He had a great Topic and everything So we thank God for him being a guest on the show Here We have our uh, co-hosts coming up here right now So we're going to bring him in Good morning uh, Mr. Daniel You're on the net Good morning Reverend Lewis How are you doing this day I'm Top doing great morning. I'm sorry Yeah, Mr. Clarence had to get off the line all right, quick. We held him up for quite a while But he was a great guest man Great topic uh, Great conversation And he, he was talking about some things that we had encountered Over at the uh, 
the conference on MLK Day was a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, this is February the 1st, and so this is Black History Month. So we're going to dedicate this entire month to black history, and we're going to play some uh, some recorded programs off of uh, YouTube. And also we're going to have some guests that, that's making a difference in the lives of our young men and women. Amen, amen. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of good that uh, we got a month, but at least the month could be a little bit longer. But at least they're giving us something. You know what I'm saying, Reverend Lewis? Uh, uh, I, I was thinking last week, uh, I, and I don't know whether you you said anything about it or not. Well, you know, we had uh, a tragic death of one of our great athletes. Last week, um, Mr. Kobe Bryant and uh, okay, yeah, and yeah. his daughter and seven more people. You know, you can't leave them out. You know, because you know uh, it was just a tragic thing that were lost their lives in order to trying to fulfill their dreams. You know, uh, some people are trying to. Uh, Enrich the lives of their own children and other, so their lives can be better. And you know, and it, and it and it takes a sacrifice for a person that's already got it made, already got money, already got fame and fortune, and to sacrifice the time to try to instill. Uh, Issues and and inside their siblings, you know what I'm saying. You're trying to basically implant ideology. You're trying to implant skills that basically should be there genetically inside their kids, you know. And so it was just kind of like a terrible week. Last week, they went out to, you know, me and you were together. We went to a basketball game, and right on that day, you know, and it was kind of, we saw the effect it had on people, you know what I'm saying? Right, uh, yeah, everybody was talking about it, and it did, it, it touched everybody. It's just like a close relative had passed, a real good friend. We all just knew him from uh, from his experience on the court, and also some things about his life, how he was effective in the in the community and how he reached out. And I saw a news article where a young man had got killed in a tragic death here in Dallas, and he, him through his spokesman sent him a, a jersey and some sneakers, and he actually called a family member to wish them uh, to give them condolences and to tell them to be strong and the Lord don't let this disappointment set them back or uh, uh, keep uh, you know keep them from uh, achieving their goals. So that was that was real nice. And he definitely had a heart of of servitude and giving back based on what I knew about him. And uh, he was a young man and he grew up in an environment that was very high profile, but yet he kept his he kept uh, he kept a measure of success. And a measure of calmness in the midst of all that going on. Cause I can imagine, brother Dan, you get a lot of money. You know, income tax is dreadful for people. People get up four, five thousand dollars, and they go crazy. Man, you got a five million dollars, you know. And so it really takes us somebody that's really dis, uh, that's really disciplined to be able to uh, manage that success and that notoriety in life. And that's what we want our young people, that old people, to realize that the money don't make you. You know, success don't define who you are. Notoriety don't validate your work in life, and we want people to realize that because we want you to know that hey, what it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul? Do you know what I mean, brother? Amen. Amen. Because income tax coming up, we talk about Kobe now. We talk about being success and how to manage success. And we know people that's in that professional arena, they get money and they're on top and they act a fool. And when their career's over with, they're broke and they're destitute and they having jobs. They say, wow, man, when you out there, when you a mega star one time and now you clean up apartments and you working in a drive-thru. And it breaks your heart knowing that, you know, that they were undisciplined, unlearned, because they made some mistakes that they shouldn't have made. And these things happen to the best of us, Ricky. I done made some mistakes. You don't make 
but we shouldn't Amen. with those mistakes. They don't. They, those mistakes shouldn't define our our uh, our work in society. It doesn't shouldn't define our relationship with God. Those and uh, and I also add to that. You know, like uh, I can attest to uh, another situation is that when we had uh, Shaquille O'Neal. That uh, you talking about making mistakes, and uh, it comes on online of the same thing. How when Shaq first you know got drafted by the by this, uh, I believe it was the Miami uh, one of those games, Magic, yeah, the Magic. And uh, after he had got drafted, he got a whole all that money. And Shaq said the first thing he did, he just started buying cars for his mom. Calls for his daddy. He bought a house, but uh, uh, listen to this now, Reverend Lewis. You know he got a million dollars, but a million dollars goes so far. And by the time he got ready to giving away a lot of money, it come find out that Shaq was going almost in the hole by just giving away and trying to help people. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to help people that. He knew, and mostly his family members, he was trying to help them come back up. And so he had to go to one of his lawyer friends, and the lawyer friend told him him that, I'll tell you what, I'm going to loan you some extra money because he saw greatness in Shaquille O'Neal. And also, he knew that he also was a money magnet. And he was able, well, you got one million, but you're going to have many millions one day. You know? And so, not everybody going to get this second chance like Shaq got. I'll I put it like this. And so, he lent Shaq some extra money. And basically, when he got his a contract restructured again, he got some more, you know what I'm saying, some more money through, you know, his contract negotiation. He came back up again. So, and also when he started winning all these championships and he started getting endorsement deals, he started getting uh, shoe deals. Okay, that's an endorsement deal. He started getting, uh, and right now I would say Shaq is worth about, I would say about a billion dollars. And he also got a doctor's degree. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everybody don't have this chance that somebody has faith in you to help you rebound from these mistakes that you made. You know what I'm saying? He was just, I would say he's blessed. Yeah. It's a blessing. And that's so true. That's so true, though, brother. And you know, and you hit on some things like that, man. We we have to maximize the time that we have now, cause we may not get that second chance. But we thank God we don't get a second chance. chance. But we can't just depend on those things, that, cause we never know what tomorrow holds. But we know who holds tomorrow in His hand. So you said some things yeah. there. Well, then our time is running short here. I want to thank you once again for calling in. I wish I could have uh, got to you earlier, but I we I wanted. Uh, to... I just I tell you I tell you I tell you thing I just. I had a kind of hard night last night, Reverend Lewis, you know, and I didn't I didn't sleep too well last night, but uh, okay. uh, I got up. God woke me up right on time. Yes, he did, right on time. <laughs> right hey, on they, time to know, talk to you. Today. In February, we're going to honor him, uh, Black History Month, by, by doing some things associated with uh, with our culture and, and try to encourage each other, uh, young and old, to be strong in the Lord and the power is might. So, we're going to dedicate the entire month to black history. We're going to do some things from our past patriarchs and some upcoming, uh, you know, uh, labor. Look forward to that and uh, looking forward to your input on that also. Uh, Amen. As we get ready to get on out of here, Brother Daniel, uh, we're going to have a word of prayer and then we're going to close out, okay? Great Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. We thank you for what we experienced today. We thank you for Mr. Clarence Mitchell, dear Lord, how he had proved himself to be mighty in the Lord, how he had wanted to reach back and help our young men, dear Lord. And I say wanted to, dear Lord, because it's a challenge. He has things that he has to do. He has his family. He has a job. He has other responsibilities. But yet, 
yet he still have a desire to change the life of a young man. Dear Lord, we ask you, dear Lord, that what he's doing, dear Lord, makes a difference in the life of our young men, that they can see the benefit of someone encouraging them, someone speaking wisdom into their life. Precious Lord, we ask you to continue to bless the things that he put Bless uh, uh, Brother Daniel as he's calling on a regular basis. All our listeners, dear Lord, we pray that they're taking this information that we're sharing with them and use it to the best of their ability. And as always, God get the glory. Dear Lord, as we get ready to close out this program, uh, we ask you to continue to be with each and every one of us. Watch over us until we meet again. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 On the Inside Ministry. Minister Joel Lewis and co-host Brother Richard Daniel. And as we close out here, we're going to close out with a, a short segment of Martin Luther King, and we'll talk with you next week. God bless you. Something is happening in our world. Some of us who have already begun to break the silence of the night have found that the calling to speak is often a vocation of agony. But we must speak. We must speak with all the humility that is appropriate to our limited vision, but we must speak.